Well, welcome back to the Creo Collective podcast, season two. I know you're excited because we're excited. Uh, we have the privilege today. We left the great Northeast, and I say great because it is where I'm from. <laughs> but we left the great Northeast uh, to come down to Stephen's stomping grounds. We are at Cast Member Church very literally today. So we are where all of the good things happen here in Orlando. We are sitting around Stephen Barr's table, Mike Gerald, myself, and him. And you're probably going to hear some sound in the background. You'll probably hear some trucks or some cars go by because we're sitting out uh, on the patio overlooking their community. And I'm really excited about this time because this is where it happens. This is where their church meets. This is the foundation of things. As we speak, (laughs) there is actually a church service going on inside the home. (laughs) Thus, we got relegated, which we're fine with. Yeah, we got kicked out. That that being said, (laughs) uh, we wanted to continue in our conversation uh, that we started last time. And I'm going to make a couple promises to you. Uh oh. I know. It's not going well already. Ding from my cell phone. Uh, my goal is to not make our podcast a drinking game like I did last time. So I will refrain as much as possible from certain language, like unpack or pause. But if they come into play, they come into play. And feel free, feel free to have a drink. Yeah. And feel free to enjoy yourself while we record. That being said, I give uh, them five minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Five minutes. It's Challenge accepted. <laughs> Challenge accepted. That being said, we have a, a series of conversations we want to have with you today. And the first being around how do we hear from God? And I think that's a loaded question. And Mike and Stephen will help us walk through what that can look like. But as we think about that, I want you to, to reflect right now, even in your own minds, how do you hear from God? And so, Mike and Stephen, if you want to jump in here, and as we ask that question, what it, what is it we we typically think, or what is it we, when we think about that language? How do we hear from God? There seems to be an expectation almost with it. What is that? What does that language reflect, or how is it something we can challenge our listeners with? I think it starts with the fact that um, do we expect Him to speak? Hmm. I think that's. Uh, probably one of the first stumbling blocks for most people is are you actually anticipating him to to guide you and speak i mean we know that god guides us but is he actually interested in wanting to speak to you personally about whatever it is that you're in right now and i think in my life there are times that i say it but i really don't believe it i pray not really anticipating an answer it's not a lack of faith it's just i think just not realizing the intimacy that an involvement that God wants to have in my life. So I think for me personally, it's like when I'm praying, do I expect him to respond in some way? Probably not the way I, why I want him to, but do what, I expect why do you, why do you think that is? Why do you think, because what you're talking about, your experience mm-hmm. isn't unique, right? right? I think a lot of our listeners will hear mm-hmm. that and be like, yeah, I think I approach mm-hmm this idea of hearing from God in a very similar fashion. Mm-hmm. So why do you think that we... I think it's an, it, it's it's a plot of the enemy, that fear of being disappointed. You know, mm. it's like when I, I, you know, it's like, God, I really need you in this situation. And there's this 
I think, subliminal buffer that we put in place that says, God cares about me, but about this, I don't know. You know, is this really important? Is this, is this on his priority list? And I, I know for me that I know that's not, I know in my head it's not true. Uh, but sometimes it takes a while to get between my, my head to my heart that, yes, he really does care about this. And um, I think we all, there's this, just this idea of what if he doesn't, what if he doesn't answer the way I need him to? Or what if he doesn't answer at all? What if, he's, what if he chooses to be silent it, 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 for a while? I don't want to be disappointed. Hmm. So maybe I shouldn't expect too much when, I, when I'm asking him and when, I'm, when, I'm, when, he's, when I'm thinking about hearing from him. Yeah. From him. Hmm. I think I think that's interesting because when I when I'm listening to you, I'm like, yes, that's true. That's me, right? That that's exactly how I respond. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was listening to you, I was like, the center is sort of misplaced there. Exactly. Right, because when we're expecting to hear from God, we're still focused on ourselves. That's right on our end game, mm-hmm. on our goal, mm-hmm. on our accomplishments, and mm-hmm. we, we want to hear from God in the direction that we want. Right. And it's really a recognition that, hey, I'm the center of the story, no matter what. (laughs) And like, that's Jesus saying that, like, regardless, Mm -hmm. it's about me. Mm -hmm. And so you will hear. Yeah. Just on his terms. Yeah. And that's where it gets complicated for Mm us. A lot of people think they don't. A lot of people think they don't hear from God. No, so they they just, uh, I think, I think it's because of what they're looking for. Mm. You know, so they're they're looking for some sort of uh, loud voice out of heaven or burning bush. Yeah, burning bush kind of experience where they say this is clearly God speaking to me, or they compare how other people have explained that God spoke to them um, through like a dream or some sort of um, wild experience where God just illuminated things for them or something, and they expect it has to look like that for them. Mm-hmm. And while God is speaking to them, it doesn't necessarily look the same way it does for other people. So they feel like God isn't speaking to them, but he is. Very true. I think I, I like how you touched on the idea of comparing how God speaks to somebody else. And you, you, when someone says, oh, yeah, the Lord told me. And you're like going, that would be nice. You know, and I, I, there, I've had those moments when God has, I've sensed God telling me something, but you share that with somebody else and then their eyes glaze over like, I don't know what that's like. And you realize, wait a minute, you can't, we can't take somebody else's experience and put it on ourselves. I feel and like we, that doesn't happen for me. Right. And we can't do this. We can't do that either by taking our experience and putting it on somebody else. It's, we have to help people learn how to, to hear from him the way he has chosen to speak to them. So, so how do you. They almost feel like you're delusional, like you're hearing voices or something. Mm, you're and, they, and they think, uh, they think that's not me. I'm not hearing voices. So I so what you're talking about. So I want to do a couple of things here. How do we help people learn? Mm-hmm. And I also want to challenge, I think too often, like, and this is where, and I hope this like carries itself through mm-hmm. our conversation, is we begin to use this like, oh, I heard from God or calling as also an out. Right, it's, right. So it's this scapegoat. It's this thing that we can we can pull out when it's convenient mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And so, how do we help people hear from mm-hmm. God? Mm-hmm. Or 
like think about our listener right now as they're listening to this mm-hmm. what are some practical ways so we can sort of speak into their lives sure. and to challenge them like this is an area or a way mm-hmm. or a means and this is how when you do these things mm-hmm. it's not a reflection of like it's 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 not a series of check marks or right. things where then you'll hear right. from God and then you'll know it's it's, it's a discerning moment here. Mm-hmm. And so how do we do that? Uh, I look at it this way. I can be in a crowded room and I can recognize my wife's voice. You know, I can be in a room with mm-hmm. 50 people and my wife has, um, my wife has an accent, uh, but she also has a, a, a laugh that I recognize. There's just a tone um, so even though there are maybe 49 other voices in that room, I can tell you where my wife is with my eyes closed. Yep. I believe that it's the same way with God. Um, we, we know for a fact how he speaks by reading scripture. We can recognize his tone. We can recognize uh, his character. We can recognize uh, so much about who he is by the way he has spoken to other people. And... You know, I always tell people, like, if one, if you think you're hearing from God, my first question is, does it line up with Scripture? Does mm-hmm. it line up with the God of Scripture? Because he's not going to contradict himself. He's not going to do something out of character that we haven't seen in Scripture. So I think that would be the first. Sometimes you hear people say stuff, though, like, uh, God's the same, right? Well, that's true. That's and true. And so... You know, he's. They sort of assume that God's going to speak to everyone the same because God is the same. Mm-hmm. However, I have kids. Mm-hmm. You guys have kids, mm-hmm. and uh, I communicate and connect with each kid differently because mm-hmm. my kids are different. Mm-hmm. So while I'm the same guy, mm-hmm. uh, the way that I connect with each kid is unique. Oh yeah, and sometimes we don't <coughs> allow. Our, uh, people's connection with God to be like that. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, each person is going to connect with God in, in unique ways and hear from God <coughs> differently because we're all different. We're all unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, I think when you combine those two, the idea of God, God does speak, even in Scripture, He speaks to different people in different ways. Um, and, and so there is a, He has that freedom uh that well, he, I shouldn't say he has that freedom. He he just is. That's who he, he is. That's how he operates. <laughs> that's how he operates, regardless. I mean, I have I have unique fingerprints. You have unique fingerprints. Everything about us is unique. Our DNA is unique. That's just proof right there that God doesn't do anything identical hmm. uh, anywhere. Even uh, I have um, uh, we had three cast members that were part of our church that were identical triplets. And what was so funny about them is as the more time you spent with them, you realized they were far from identical. I mean, at, at first glance, but I think God's the same way. He doesn't, there is nothing that he does that's identical with anybody because he's chosen, he's made us unique so that he can relate to us in a unique way. I think scripture gives us an overarching picture of his character and how he chooses to reveal himself and I think it's, I, I do think there's a check where it's like, you know, is this, is this the God of scripture that I'm hearing from? Um, and is he, is, is what he's telling me something that lines up with what he's done before? Not identical, but certainly, and is he, am I, is this, uh, is this what I'm hearing motivated out of love? Mm-hmm. Is it coming out of, out of truth? Is it merciful? Is it, is it uh, gracious? I think those are places to start. I think the love thing's a good, it's a good uh, filter 
Mm-hmm. Um, I heard someone say once the 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 voice of God is never going to sound like a Pharisee, <laughs> right? So if we hear this self-condemning uh-huh. um, kind of guilt, mm-hmm. shame, sort of stuff, mm-hmm. performance, mm-hmm. Um, is that really coming from God? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. I think you know it's. How do you how, how do you respond to people when they say, you know, well, yeah, but they need to know the truth. They need to they because I, I encounter that sometimes because our church is very our four values are always love, always truth, always mercy, always grace, and we see it as one thing. Mm. But then you get those people say, yeah, love is good, but but how do how do they how do you convict them of their sin? How do you? I know the answer to this, but I want you guys. Uh, to I, I know, I'm like, <laughs> you tell them, right, Stephen? Right. <laughs> In case the listeners wondering, you don't do those things. No, I don't do those things. So, but I have, but there are people that actually will say, "Well, how do you, you know, how do you show people where they're wrong?" And it, I I know the, I'll I'll respond to that. But usually a flip chart, right? (laughs) Exactly, flannel graph. Here are the five (laughs) ways you're wrong. I use a PowerPoint. So, oh, okay, (laughs) yeah. So. I hear all this, right? And this is foundational. This is this is what it is to hear the voice of God. And I think I think it's true. If you are a son or a daughter, like his voice is alive inside of you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you're out there and you're pursuing Jesus and you're hearing this, like he's he is prompting you to himself. Mm-hmm. Like he is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of creation is speaking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, the question I have is in if it's if it's how how do we hear from God? What what then are tangible and practical steps that we can take? Mm-hmm. Because to hear is one thing, mm-hmm. um, but then it's like uh, to to not have there be a response right. on our behalf seems disingenuous, I, right? I, I think or, it'd be good to uh, just hear from each of us. Mm-hmm. How do you hear from God? For me, there's always a uh, there's always a dare. There's a, God, God when God is speaking to me, He is challenging me to move beyond myself, uh, which means beyond my comfort zone. Even even to express love to another person, uh, my my flesh and my spirit are always in conflict. Mm-hmm. But I I find that when I really recognize it's in what I call divine inconveniences, and it means I have to move beyond my comfort zone. Um, and, uh, I, I look at how Jesus was just inconvenienced all the time. He was always on his way to something and something else happens on his way. I, I just read recently, just in like in 12 verses, he's interrupted four times hmm. as, as this is all happening. And he was always motivated out of compassion. He never, you, you never see him growing impatient in those situations. He was always moved with compassion, but compassion, I always, I always see a little bit of a dare there it's not on my schedule it's not on my agenda and that's when i know that that i'm hearing from god and that's that's what kind of prompts me to i, I need to take action on what he's doing can we steal his answer can we <laughs> pull it into he used the big descriptor word that helped me out yeah i uh i i always sort of felt this pressure to hear from god by getting somewhere quiet and alone and, and sort of a, a meditative, contemplative sort of vibe. And I would sit alone, um, cup of coffee and try to 
hear from God. Like, all right, God, time's yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speak to me. Say something to me. And and God was, I almost felt like God's like, nah, <laughs> no thanks. Not on your schedule. Yeah. He was sort of elusive. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't quite get him. And um, I, I sort of realized that God likes to speak to me whenever he feels like it. So when I'm on the go, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm sort of a ADD on the go, uh, apostolic uh, kind of personality. And so sitting still isn't the time where I feel like I hear from God the most. It's more when I'm on the go. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll actually read something because God speaks to everyone through mm-hmm. scripture. Mm-hmm. I actually read for read something and then go on a jog take a hike or something like that. And then dots will connect and things will come together. Ideas will pop into my head when I'm on the go and when I'm not trying to control it, that sort of thing. Um, Another time where I really hear from God is if uh, um, I'm with a group of people. I'm an extroverted person. I love connecting with people in our community, people who believe in God, who don't, who share the table. There's something really supernatural if we're talking about uh, God, talking about something spiritual. Um, the, the Holy Spirit just sort of connects the dots as we're dialoguing around the table. And it's, it's, I can't describe it other than it is supernatural. The ideas that come together in my head, and I feel like I have to just jot it down on a piece of paper afterwards because it, it is dynamic. But God speaks to me the most, I feel like, when I'm when I'm on the go in random times and places, even through movies and music and at, as I'm moving, and then when I'm with people. But if I kind of get in that place of solitude and I was taught, this is where God speaks to you, quiet time, right? <laughs> Those type of words. And I get alone and sit down and try to kind of harness the God of the universe into 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it never quite worked out for me. And I I learned, no, I just need to create some space where I'm taking a, a walk or getting out in nature or a hike or a jog or um, get with a group of people around a table. And that that's when I really felt the download. I think I think people with ADD, uh, the word quiet words quiet time is actually a creates strikes fear in us because we we know how hard that is. Um, but I but God Remember, God knows our design. I mean, he's, he's well, the I, architect. And I think that's the key fact, right? God knows our design. Mm-hmm. So if you're the listener home, what you're hearing are three people that are sort of like crazy, like outgoing. Sort of. We're very crazy, <laughs> right? Like our, our very nature is we're outgoing. Yeah. Like we're apostolic in nature. Mm-hmm. Like I want to connect with everybody mm-hmm. and at some point share who Jesus is just mm-hmm. through who I am. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, how I hear from God, like my favorite time, I take every morning and I go for a run Mm -hmm. and I pray for my, I pray during my run. I pray for our church, for the people I meet. So I've I've met this 80 year old guy that walks his dog on my route. He walks his dog every morning. Dog's really mean, but the guy is a super sweet guy. You know, there's a 67 year old woman I've met on my run, but it's like, I use that time and it's incredible I, he gives me words, mm-hmm. uh, I would say. And so, like, for the past two years, I've had words for our church body um, that I feel like he has asked me to press down into mm-hmm. our church, either provision, so the dare, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. he will be our provider, yep. even when it doesn't seem right. <laughs> uh, and this year it's been, and this is something really hard for me, is to be still. 
and know that he is God. Yeah. That is not my nature, right? Mm-hmm. I, I operating in stillness mm-hmm. is nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. And I think he's asked me to press that down into our church and to our body. And as I do that, how they hear that from God, I believe will be different mm-hmm. because there is, there is unique aspects of being still in each of them mm-hmm. because they're not all apostolic in nature. Right, most of them are probably shepherds, teachers, few evangelists in there, but that call from God, that that idea of Him pressing something into them, how they hear, mm-hmm. will be uniquely different in what He is expect not what He is expecting, but how He is going to speak into them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing is He knows our design, mm-hmm. and so as you sit around the table, most of what you're hearing from us is like. There's dare and we're out and we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. Mm-hmm. But I think it, when you boil it down to the individual, mm-hmm. it is uniquely different. It, it is unique. And as a evangelist personality, I, I will be driving down the road and a random person will pop into my head out of nowhere. And I'll yeah. shoot him a text and go, hey, man, what's going on? Mm-hmm. How did you know? <laughs> like, I'm going through something. I just needed someone to talk to. And. Um, for my wife, it's different. She's a total shepherd. Mm-hmm. And, and for her, she'll go, um, I, I just randomly had so-and-so pop into my head and I know they're hurting. And so I'm going to deliver this, uh, bowl of soup or something. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how she's wired. And she runs with that. And it's always beautiful and timely, but it matches who she is. Mm-hmm. And it kind of fits what you were saying, Tim. It's, it's the, it's going to be unique to who you are and how you're wired. And I, I know um, a lot of artistic types will go and God really speaks to me through art, mm-hmm. movies, music. And so I create some space mm-hmm. so that I can look at art, listen to music, even watch some movies and allow God to, to speak to me and connect some dots. I think there's one other element that we definitely cannot overlook. And that is he speaks through wise counsel. Um, there is, I mean, there's been times when I've been talking to you guys and one, one of you will say something that's like, I, I you and I, uh, Mike, you and I had a conversation a couple weeks ago and I, I said something and you just gave this incredible response that was like, that literally changed my direction of thinking. And it was, it was, I say wise counsel because there's a difference between opinion and wise counsel. Opinion is, well, if I were you... <laughs> But wise counsel is someone who is has sought God and is is listening for his voice. And I think that's the importance of community. You know, it's we 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 all hear God individually, but there is this power of being able to hear from him in in other people's voices. We need each other. And so I I, for me, it's scripture, prayer, wise counsel. There's there's thousand other ways but those are the to me the three core elements of being able to check is that you know if this is god actually speaking to me but wise counsel i just know with with you guys just i mean just to you know to say here having the friendship that we have and being able to pick up the phone uh, or, or or a text and just say hey i'm thinking about this and you get this word back that's like oh, yeah that's I like to always filter it too through, um, does this match the words of Jesus mm. and the heart of Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, if, if I feel like I'm hearing from God, but I, I have this kind of arrogant vibe to me, that's not coming from God. 
I feel like I'm hearing from God, but it doesn't quite match up with the words that I hear from God mm-hmm. um, as, as I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, you see these ridiculous memes all over social media about cutting out people that are unkind in your life and that sort of thing. And then you read Jesus and he says the opposite. And while you might feel like, well, you know, this person ticked me off and I saw some memes and God spoke to me. I need to cut all these jerks out of my life. Isn't it amazing how God speaks through social media? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Such a, we got to put it right up there with the others. Uh-huh. Yep. And then you read Jesus and you go, no, be kind wow. to those who mm-hmm. mistreat you and Maybe I should give them a gift instead of defriend them. Mm-hmm. That sort of deal. But see, is, is that's the dare. Mm-hmm. See, that's that stepping beyond what, what your flesh wants to do. And yet, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit is very quick to say, really? Really? Is that what I've called you to? Is that to, to cut people out of your life? The, the, the natural response would be to say, yeah, it would be easier if I just didn't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But God says, no, no, no. I'm calling you out of your comfort zone. I'm calling you beyond what is normal i want you to be how often do you think you listen to the dare Mm. (laughs) um truthfully um maybe 25 percent of the time yeah me too yeah i was gonna say if you guys went above 50 (laughs) i'd have to call bs in that moment i'm thinking i'm being generous but the problem is is um i sometimes choose not to recognize the dare I mean, how, how many times do you sort of uh, dismiss that? Because I do, mm-hmm. because I'm on my way to do something to something serve God. To yeah, I've right? got something. Like, man, I'm, I, you know, I would do that, but I've got this meeting set up <laughs> and these people that I'm going to meet with. And even though this this idea came into my head. Mm-hmm. And God knows my schedule. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He works around me. Yes. You just think about that story with the with the Good Samaritan, right? And, and you think about how many how many how many of us would have passed by on the other side of the road because you're like, I got to get to this missional community gathering, mm-hmm. or I'm meeting up with some neighbors, or I have mm-hmm. this thing on my schedule for tonight. Mm-hmm. And so we have good reasons yeah. for why we're saying well, no to God, right? Think it, about most most of my disobedience isn't that I'm saying no to God; it's that I say later. And then it never happens. Remember, I, I don't flat out say, no, God, now I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that later. Yeah. When John the Baptist was beheaded and Jesus wanted to get away, you know, he, he, put, he pushes off to the other side of, uh, of the sea and someone finds out and the crowd meets him on the other side. And what does he do? He has every right to say, guys, I, I'm sorry. I can't. I got to. No, it says he had compassion on them and he healed them. And that, I mean, we're talking about the, the son of God, truly inconvenienced and having every right to say, I can't, please, I can't do this right now. Now, now you're hitting something that's really interesting. Most of the amazing stories from the life of Jesus happened when he was on his way to go somewhere else that was scheduled or do something else that was planned. Mm-hmm. And then he got interrupted and then a great story came out yeah. of it. Right. Yep. These holy interruptions yep. that God puts in our life. And I, I think that's a lot of just being in tune with the spirit mm-hmm. is that God's plan or direction for our day is different than what we have in our calendar. Am I flexible enough to allow him to interrupt what I think is important to do what is most important? It'll mess with that control freak in <laughs> you, right? 
even as I'm saying it, my, you know, like my skin is, my muscles are tightening up because I know what. <laughs> but I, I have a plan. <laughs> I prayed about this plan. God gave it to me. <laughs> and I heard from you. Yes. So, well, I think that's a good place for us to sort of wrap up this conversation because as we, as we bring this to a conclusion, I think as we hear from God, it bleeds into our next conversation. Mm-hmm. Right, because, you think we could unpack some more? Uh, the next uh, I just would class? like it known. I have not said that yet. <laughs> but as we, as we hear from God, right, there is then something intrinsic that takes place in us. There's a response, right? There is a calling. Mm-hmm. And that's what we will be engaging with next time, right? Calling from God. That's going to be fun. It will be fun. Well, thank you so much for listening. This is the Creo Collective, Mike, Tim, and Steven, and we will see you on the outside. Mm-hmm.